0: Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Lost at Random. I'm Danielle. And I'm so And today we watched season 4, episode 2, Confirmed Dead, original air date, February 7th, 2008.
1: And it simultaneously probably answered a lot of questions for you. Just kidding. It just gave you lots more. Eh.
0: So, I have seen the episode that preceded this chronologically, if you refer back to episode 15 of Lost at Random. Which was generally confusing because it was the continuance of um, the weird timeline where people are rescued. Because it opened with the car chase, right? With Hurley. Oh yes, I forgot. Right. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Season four did open with. Yeah, it um, opens with the weird yeah. car chase and the acknowledges Hurley's that oh, chase.
0: people are dead, but some people are rescued, and then that's when at the end of it, you had the splitting of the party between Locke going off to whatever and Jack wanting to get rescued by whoever. Naomi's people are.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a setup episode. There's And very, also Naomi yeah. died. Yeah. But I oh I meant this our, this this episode this is one, more yeah. is more of a setup episode than the last episode this was. This was
0: definitely a, let's introduce our new cast of characters and let's repeat their names a couple times so you don't forget them.
1: Yeah, and it actually it's weird because it um
0: let's demonstrate their abilities. Yeah, which and they have the
1: abilities. Tat-lines. So Yeah, I think it starts in a fun place, so I'll let you begin there, and then we'll talk about it.
0: Fun is subjective. Uh, It starts out with rain. Uh, Kate and Jack are pretty much where we left them at the end of the last episode, which is a weird thing for me to say. Um, (laughs) I did refer back to my notes on that. Kate and Jack are near the plane wreckage. She's like, oh, it's getting louder. There's like a helicopter overhead. We switch to... A fuzzy screen and then it comes into focus. It is the camera on an ROV or a remotely operated vehicle. Uh, these are little robots that dig around in the deep sea because it's uh, often unfeasible to send a human that far down for that length of time. Uh, this particular one is ROV-1. Uh, there's a distance meter on the bottom. I don't really have a units, but maybe it's distance from... Uh, the ship it's tethered to, it starts off, when we see it, at 165.46 meters feet. I don't, I
1: mean, they mentioned before that the ship was found, I think they said, it, like, multiple kilometers down, so I don't think it could be meters. Maybe well, it's a distance from the other ROV unit?
0: I, I figured it was from wherever the ship it's tethered to. Like, that's how much line it's pulled. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's like still, but it's still, it was still supposed to be
1: multiple kilometers down where eight yeah. fifteen was found. Uh, the
0: battery is active, fuel is so. sixty-eight. Again, no units. Res, maybe resonance. One hundred signal strength twenty-four. But as as the scene goes on, we see new gain. the distance increases and the signal strength also increases. Um, there are two ROVs. I guess they're piloted by two different people. Somebody says, oh, you know, we're going about 137 from the coordinates we pulled off of your guys' map. No one uses units. Uh, <laughs> somebody says the magnometer is picking up a lot of anomalies. Uh, I think we briefly see a suitcase along... We're, li- we're in deep sea. Yeah, 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 there's, there
1: is a suitcase, like, on a cliff edge. Um,
0: if you were ever super obsessed with the Titanic, like me and watched the old Alvin footage, it's very reminiscent of that. And then we come across a plane after we switch cameras to ROV-2. The distance is 330 with the signal strength 35. And they're like, oh, is that oceanic 815? And it does appear to be broken in the first third, so like just above the wing.
1: So is that accurate from what you remember of the actual plane's breaking point?
0: I think that was a point because I know
1: we have seen that plane explode in the sky a few times.
0: I Yeah, and I think it, it did seem to break in the thirds, I thought.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah there was so the... the yes, yeah, yeah, the very of... front part, which was where the pilot was. who mm-hmm. was the only survivor of that for, the like, cockpit. 20 seconds. Yeah, then there was the midsection, which is everyone we know and love. Then there was the back end, which is... Uh, i doing
0: a wide definition of love there, but...
1: Aww. Right. Okay. Um, almost all the characters that the you know of. The characters
0: that I know of. And, yeah... I guess we're still sort of looking at this footage, but then now we have a voiceover. This haunting footage comes to us from the Christiane 1, a salvage vehicle in the Indian Ocean that spent the last two months off of the Sunda trench off of Bali looking for trading ships. They verified with the National Transportation Safety Board that it is indeed the uh, plane we're looking for. The person watching this on TV is Dan, and he is crying, sobbing, and somebody else in the room is asking him about eggs. And they're like, Dan are, you, Dan, are you upset? He's like, I don't know. I don't know why.
1: Don't know. So why do you think Dan's upset?
0: Uh, well, it reminds me of the other episode, which I think is also from season four, where Desmond is in england running around looking at dan's dusty lab and he's like i don't know i just have these info dumps in my head and i'm compelled to search for information which sounds like a meta way to describe lost fans <laughs> um i don't know why i'm upset but i'm upset
1: yes that okay i can see that that makes sense I mean,
0: that's probably not the in-world reason
1: oh maybe it
0: feels very meta Side note, because I just took a sip. Our episode beverage is Freem.
1: Um, um Brett Beer Sale Pale Ale. So it's a very light and crisp, kind of bready, lighter beer,
0: actually. Uh, when we say Brett, we mean Brettanomyces. It's a, another type of yeast. Yeah. Instead of Saccharomyces.
1: But like almost everything Freem like does, bit of the day. it's pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. And when that's done, we Lightly have safe. a uh, growler of Juicy IPA from dirt road dirt road yeah from dirt road who's the newest brewery in our town they don't even have a they don't even have a location yet but they're making some really good stuff so i'm sure you'll be hearing about them more in the future
0: yeah i don't think they even have packaged but ugh, we live in oregon Ooh, beer okay <laughs> but I, as for like n why I, god i i hate it every time it's like the island is compelling people to do things but this is a case of the island is compelling people to do things and i hate it
1: Really? You think that?
0: Well, I don't have another good explanation as to why these people suddenly care or are affected by this thing that seemingly has no relevance to their lives. Yeah. I don't know if it's like. You already like, know there's
1: time travel and you know that he's oh, directly I know, involved. I know, with I know, it. I know.
0: And I'm like, okay, so like, this is, this is going to sound stupid.
1: I don't know. I'm pretty sure you said something I dumber.
0: Oh, I know. But like, what if it's like, okay. So when you're playing a video game and you're trying to do uh, like a rescue mission or a defense mission, but you fail. And you get sent to the beginning of the level to do it again, but you're like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to go do this side quest. And it's like he's off on the side quest, but the memory of him failing this mission is coming back to reflect the fact that he failed this mission and he needs to go back to the start point.
1: No comment. It, It
0: sounds dumb. But it's probably similar, and I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Especially when you're like, no comment. I'm like...
1: <laughs> I was just trying to be stone-faced. This stone
0: sounds bears. so stupid. <sighs> but...
1: And that's a theory.
0: Okay. Anyway, so after we see Dan crying about the TV broadcast, uh, we're back at the island, I think, or at least above the island. It's We shift to a helicopter. It is panicked. Alarms are going off. Someone's looking for a life vest real quickly. They're being forced to evacuate, or at least that's the sense they get. I'm not sure somebody's like, okay, Dan, I'm going to throw you, or whatever. Or they don't really tell him I'm going to throw you, they just kind of shove him out. He crashes. He does have a parachute, but he crashes. Something is coming from the jungle towards Dan. He is very concerned. I think we're supposed to assume it's a monster, but no. I mean, kind of. It's Jack and Kate.
1: I mean, are they not monsters?
0: He's emotionally a monster, sure, because he needs control of his feelings. (laughs) Or maybe not control of his feelings, just, like, accept responsibility for them. And he should not be projecting them on his romantic partners, but that's another conversation. Anyway, Dan looks at him and asks if he's Jack. Kate is worried. Jack is like, yeah, I'm Jack. Who are you? Dan looks confused and says, oh, I'm Daniel Faraday. I'm here to rescue you. And then we have the titles.
1: To be fair, Dan's kind of has a constant confused look on his face i think it's his default face
0: yeah when we come back from titles commercial whatever dan tells jack and kate that there were four people in the chopper and he's not sure how many survived he says his pack fell out they're kind of looking at him suspiciously he retrieves his phone from kate because i guess she found their his pack he calls greg minkowski who then, after replying, asks if he's on speaker. And Dan's like, uh, can I talk to, Can I have some privacy and then wanders off with him not on speaker? Kate whispers to Jack, Well, you know, I think Naomi covered for us. I think we're fine. But Jack and Kate are both suspicious of Dan. They do see he's got a gun tucked into his pants. Or oh, guns. Or whatever. Back on the beach, we... Well, no, it's not the beach. Back somewhere in the jungle... We have a wide shot of Locke. His eyes are closed, facing the rain, as if he's like enjoying it or having some holy senses or whatever. <laughs> Hurley climbs up to him and is like, "Hey, dude, you're just you're gonna get struck by lightning if you do this." And Locke's like, "Nope, the storm's about to pass." And indeed, the rain stops, the sun comes out, and Vincent, who's with Hurley, shakes off some water.
1: Yep. you know Vincent's throw around season four. Yeah, that makes you happy.
0: It's reassuring, but I am upset because Walt and Vincent are no longer together.
1: Is there anything that wide shot of all the people that you feel like commenting on, or not really?
0: Not really. I don't I mean, if 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 you go back to episode fifteen of Lost at Random, I probably had a specific list of all of the um people. Yeah. Uh of okay. note, we have Hurley, Claire and Aaron, Sawyer yeah. There's probably some other people.
1: Ben, uh, ben. Rousseau.
0: Oh, I still don't really... I can't pick her out of a crowd. Yeah, Rousseau you're... is here. Uh, the Alex person, and Carl. The, I was going to say, the person Ben identified as his daughter, who then Rousseau was like, that's not your daughter, is here. And I guess that is Alex, as we see in the next scene. Maybe. Okay. Sawyer asks Locke why they're going east... Locke says he there's a detour to a cabin he's got to get to before the barracks, which are apparently southwards. He goes like, I thought the cabin was back that way. Locke just kind of looks at him and Hurley's like, oh, I thought you were talking about the airplane cabin. Ben looks intently onward, as he always does. Sawyer so calls Locke out for stabbing Naomi. And he's like, hey, mind telling us who you're getting your orders from, Kurtz? Reference to Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Sawyer is a very well-read island person. Locke says, oh, I got them from Walt. And everyone's like,
1: ugh. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I figure at this I mean, so like I said, Locke seems to go between phases of intense belief and disillusionment. And I think right now he is in the belief phase. So like before he had faith in the bunker and then the bunker betrayed him. And he was like, oh, no, I'm disillusioned. I'm going to let everything go to shit. And now he's found another thing to have faith in.
1: Which is a...
0: Apparently Waltz. A
1: Walt, yes. Apparently
0: Waltz. And I feel like at some point he's going to get disillusioned from this, which leads him to try and entrap them on the island in season six. There may be another, like, up and down for Locke at this point. It's hard to say, but he There he is, just... I mean,
1: there is a lot of episodes between now and the end of the yes, season. Yes, yes, there so. are. But
0: I'm just saying that, uh, as a character, Locke seems to just very, like, Oops. fervent. I will take the leap of faith. I don't need evidence. I'm just going to go with this. And then when they betray him, he is very hurt and disillusioned until he finds something else to put his faith in. Does that make sense?
1: No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah.
0: Back at the beach, Said is watching the waves. The other people are still sort of packing up. Juliet comes up to him saying, oh, Jack isn't back yet. He asks if he sees anything. He's like, nope, but it's a big island. The freighter could be coming from another side. She's like, oh, that's the spirit. (laughs) He asks Juliet about the others. Like, what exactly did Ben mean by warning against the other people? And she's like, well, you know, Ben could be trying to scare us into something. Or he's right, and the people coming might be here to do harm. She then asks him how many weapons they got. Back uh, in the jungle, we are with Dan. Oh, do you have a thing to say? I was going to say,
1: at this point, do you think Julia is still doing a double agent type thing? or?
0: I don't think she... Is in a position to double agent right now, because if she were double agenting, that would mean she'd have a way to get her observations or queens, etc. to Ben. And, you know.
1: I mean, Ben seems to get a lot of information no matter what, so.
0: Sure. But, like, is she, like, whispering it into the air at night and it magically travels to his ear, or what?
1: I mean, you do remember those whispers.
0: (sighs) Whisper, whisper, whisper. I guess. Anyway, I... I don't know. I okay. don't know much about her, and she does seem to have a compassionate heart. i It's, it's really hard to get a read on her. Reasonable. Uh, back in the jungle with Dan and crew. Dan is following his sat radio with Kate and Jack following. Kate finds a metal box and asks if it's from the chopper, and Dan's like, yeah, we were trying to reduce the weight load, which I guess is why they pushed me out. They open it and it looks like there's a gas mask in there and some biohazard or like hazardous biological waste bags, uh, the red ones. Jack confronts Daniel on why he has a gun. Dan's like, As a precaution. Jack's like, As a precaution against what? Dan gets nervous, but that's again also like default Dan. He says, Okay, see, (laughs) rescuing you and your people, I can't really say that it's our primary objective. Jack is very confused and he's like, well, then, then what is? Because I guess this is the first time Jack has been told he's not the main important <laughs> thing. Dan's radio starts beeping conveniently. He looks at him, He's like, it's Miles. Come on. And they take off.
1: Yep. So you have seen those hazmat suits and stuff in a future episode.
0: Uh, it was when he and Charlotte went to the station to disable the gas. Yes. Yep. 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 Locke, elsewhere in the jungle, tells his Sawyer and, I guess, company... That he saw Walt in a dream, only taller. Sawyer is incredulous. Locke continues, He said I had work to do. He said I had to stop Naomi from bringing her people here. But Ben shot me, and Walt saved me, which is how I figured out who I need to trust. Sawyer points out Locke is awfully fit for somebody who got shot. Yeah. Locke pulls up his shirt, showing a bullet wound going in one side and out the other. He says, I'd probably be dead if I still had a kidney there. Anything else? Everyone is kind of shocked and or weirded out, but they keep moving.
1: Yeah, I like how no one one really wants to bother, like, saying anything. They're like, okay, whatever.
0: Because, yeah, I, I would have questions, but also, I mean, Locke is a very capable person, but he's also a very, I don't know what the word would be, zealous Person?
1: Yeah, I, no, that makes sense Yeah, I like, agree with that
0: He he would definitely be like a mad prophet kind of thing If he was in a fantasy novel, I feel like And that he like latches on to an idea And he's like, praise be, praise be They will Show us the way off the island I feel like that's That's the vibes I'm getting from him
1: Oh, well, except he doesn't want to I don't think he He doesn't want to get
0: off the island You're like, yeah. there is a way in the island I don't know So Dan, Kate, and Jack are on the beach. We see Miles on the rocky shoreline. It kind of looks like the same shoreline where that Kelvin and Desmond fought, a lot of just lava rock. Miles is attached to his parachute, but he looks unconscious. Team clambers down. Uh, Jack gets up real close, knocks the helmet off his head, and Miles gets up and pulls a gun on Jack. Dan says, hey, hey, they're here to try and help us. Miles is skeptical. He asks them where Naomi is. Naomi, the woman you killed, where is she? And Kate and Jack kind of look at each other in tents. we got some squanchy horns. (laughs) Then we get to our flash whatevers. Sort of like when we had the Dan eating egg or getting asked about eggs earlier. This time, because that one didn't have a location. But these others do. So we are now in Inglewood, California miles pulls up to a house uh he hears on the radio the authorities confirm all 324 passengers are dead still talking about oceanic 815. miles grabs a leather case from the trunk and knocks on the door a mrs gardner opens the door he says i'm miles strom we fo- spoke on the phone earlier he asks which room it is uh, she points it out but he says i get paid in advance cash only 200 dollars she said Oh, but you quoted me a hundred dollars earlier on the phone. But he says, "Well, that was before the police office told me that your grandson was murdered." She counts out the money, hands it to him. He goes up the stairs into this room, pulls out like a vacuum cleaner from the case.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I think I think it's literally just like a noise generator. I think it was, I think it's what he's using as his like white noise. Maybe, but I'm not. Yeah, that was kind of not weird. really sure.
0: It definitely re- gives me vacuum cleaner vibes.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a vacuum cleaner, uh, but like. With the actual like worrying. bag thing removed so it was mm. super loud and not beneficial.
0: Yeah. He tells her, no matter what you hear, don't come up. He enters the room. He turns on like the little like whirly disc thing reminded me of a weed whacker, but I don't know. It's whirring. Uh, Miles sits on the bed. He looks around. He starts getting twitchy. He says aloud to the room. You're not doing your grandmother any good staying here, man. I and mean, then he's asking the I assume it's a ghost. Tell him where it is. A knocking happens over by a bookshelf. He gets up and shoves aside the cabinetry. Uh, There is a vent. In this vent, there is a paper bag with cash and some drugs. He puts the drugs back and takes the cash.
1: It's a big, big wad of cash. It's
0: a wad of cash. He stops the whirring machine and tells the ghost, You can go now. Uh, Mrs. Gardner asks Miles if it worked. Miles looks at the portraits counts out half the money back and says you get a refund it wasn't as tricky as i thought
1: so i mean you already knew that miles could talk to ghosts otherwise i'm sure you'd probably be a lot more confused at the moment
0: Uh, i couldn't tell like if that was a thing he was aware of or if that was like a weird island thing that just started happening where he saw dead people
1: which one do you think it is
0: based on this i'm gonna guess that that's just his character the way it was presented in uh, whatever Jughead made me think that, oh no, this is weird island shit. Not everything, not all the weird stuff is from the island, is what my take home is.
1: That's the interesting take home.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Alright. Back on the island... Dan is coming down, and Miles is still pointing the gun at Jack, like, why did Naomi use the damn code? She said, tell my sister I love her. And that's the code, because Naomi doesn't have a sister. Um, I
1: was having so much fun with that, too.
0: Hmm? Oh, like, who is her sister? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I know. How would I fucking know who this random person's sister is? I think you're trying to imply that she was, like, a flight attendant or whatever.
1: I just wanted to know who you thought her, her sister was, but I guess now you know the truth.
0: Yeah, that you're full of shit.
1: It won't be the first time that's happened, this show.
0: Oh, I know. Uh, Dan asks about Charlotte and Frank. Miles doesn't really... I, I think said... Miles is kind of like, stop talking. Uh, Kate <laughs> says, um, a man named John Locke mm-hmm. killed Naomi. And Miles is like, show me where she is, take me to the body. And Kate's like, but even, even if we took you to her, you wouldn't be able to... And Miles is like, oh no, I'll know take me there. Uh, Naomi's corpse looks pretty good for recently dead. I mean, I guess she did just die within the last 24 hours, so she hasn't had time to decompose, but like, looks like she's just napping. Even considering it's been raining and there's, it's a humid jungle island. Miles kneels near her corpse, uh, whispering. Kate is confused and asks Jack, what do you think Miles is doing? Dan is like, oh, the light here is weird. It doesn't really scatter quite right.
1: I like how at this point, Jack is just like, I don't know. They're just weird. Just go with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kate tries to get Dan to put his gun away, but Dan's like, if I do that, Miles will kill me. Jack is like, oh, let's just see how this plays out. Per the radio, Charlotte is three kilometers away. Miles says, okay, yeah, Naomi did die the way that you told me. And then I thought, so Jack says, hey... Stay where you are and give us your guns. We have friends with guns nearby. And I thought he was bluffing. And he probably was bluffing. But Juliet and Saeed are here with a warning shot near Miles. And they take the guns from Miles and Dan. Like, I do not think Jack was aware of it.
1: Boy, he hints a little bit later on that he was.
0: I mean, yeah. So, like, in a scene or two later, like, Kate's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? And Jack was like, I kind of tried to do a winking thing. I think Jack is full of shit.
1: I don't know. I feel like, I mean, we know that Saeed has uh, the training for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. military training. And we also know that Juliet has that kind of training due to just other personness. Yeah.
0: But Saeed and Juliet were on the beach. Jack and Kate are, God knows where, in the middle of the island.
1: This, this they tend to play really loose with distances on this show. If you haven't noticed, like I don't, I know there are maps of the island, mm-hmm. but I feel that basically the distance between any two points of the island, for drama reasons, can be whenever like, the fuck they need Said it. Saeed and be. Juliet
0: wouldn't have been able to tell that jack and kate found somebody went to another beach and then like are back inland like it just well uh, i mean they tracked but like there would have been no point for them to communicate is what i'm saying
1: they would have found the um
0: they would have found dan's parachute they the found miles parachute and figured it out but there would have been no way for them to be like hey by the way jack we're coming in i think jack was bluffing
1: I think they were just trying to find Jack, and they were like, I know, oh, I know, there's other people. I know
0: Saeed and Juliet were trying to find Jack. I'm saying yeah. Jack didn't know that he, they were looking for him.
1: Oh, no, I don't think he knew that they were looking for him that either. That is my entire point, that oh. Jack
0: is bluffing and full of shit. I think th- this th- time, I, he just happened to be right.
1: I think that they cued him off sometime beforehand. Mm.
0: I, don't, I don't want to give Jack that much credit. You shouldn't. Anyway... Back to another flash-whatever, uh, per the, the caption, it is Medinim, Tunisia. A jeep or a land rover of some kind pulls up to a desert excavation site. Even in Tunisia, the, uh, the front page is about Oceanic 815. A woman asks another woman in Shorts how many languages does she need to read this story about him before she believes it, and shorts woman, who is Charlotte, asks, well, how many languages are there? A man at this work site asks if they're lost. Shadow drop. (sighs) Um, Charlotte tells her translator, Remind him, people in our line of work are terrible at keeping secrets. Charlotte hands him a wad of cash and marches onward. The man follows. A skeleton is on the ground, pretty large. The translator asks if it's a dinosaur, but nope, it's pretty mammalian. Charlotte says, It's an Ursus Maritimus. A goddamn polar bear. The fuck is going on with this stupid geographic taxonomic shit? That's what I angry typed, if you wanted to know.
1: Do you think Walt summoned a polar bear to Tunisia?
0: Is he in Tunisia?
1: I mean, where else would Walt be right now?
0: Fuck if I know. New York? Very likely. Given that's where his dad lives?
1: But why would that polar bear have a hydra station collar?
0: We're getting there.
1: Okay, my bad.
0: Okay, because again, it's a goddamn polar bear in Tunisia. Why (laughs) would it be in North Africa?
1: Why Um, indeed?
0: The man wants to know what Charlotte is doing with a hammer, and she's like, oh, I'm excavating. She's digging around. I'm pretty sure that's not how you excavate, ideally, small things, paintbrushes, whatever, but it's a leather belt-looking thing with the Dharma logo hydra in the center. Is that a collar? The translator asks, and Charlotte just grins at it as she turns it over in her hands.
1: Thoughts? I can count that size of thought if you want.
0: Okay, so okay, Tunisia is in North Africa. Uh-huh. And we have a polar bear with a Dharma logo station collar. Yes. Uh, what other North African symbols have we seen on the island? Well, when the timer gets down to alarmy things, we have the Egyptian hieroglyphics. Is there a goddamn electromagnetic portal between the island and Egypt and the, the bear just wander from Egypt to Tunisia?
1: You're the one who said it, not me.
0: Okay, I'm going to pull up Google Maps just to look up where Medenine is. I'm sure this is probably a made-up place. Uh, it is not because it is pulling up a thing for me.
1: Yeah, I don't think they have any made-up places on the show. It is a
0: major town in southeastern Tunisia. Yeah, so North Africa... It would be quite a bit of a walk from Egypt. But, like...
1: Imagine how long of a walk it has to be from a...
0: The goddamn Arctic or the fucking Pacific. Yes, I'm aware. (laughs) So, like, Egypt is closer. I'm still... Okay. Okay. No, that is my only tie here, is that we have fucking hieroglyphics in the Swan Station, and then this hydra bear shows up in Tunisia. I like, mean, it's just—it's b- just a very thin, tenuous North Africa connection. That I, I
1: mean, all you know for a timeline for this bear is she said it's millions no of years more recent than dinosaurs. But that's
0: fucking well, duh.
1: Yes, fucking duh. So, but how long has this bear skeleton been there?
0: It's not gonna be sitting there for thousands of years.
1: What, they did—it is dug out.
0: It wasn't that deep of a pit, though.
1: Yeah, I know. it's a...
0: I mean, like, oh, damn it, so, okay. <laughs> because, yeah, I guess we could look at, like, human mummies and how long they go, and, like, because the fact that the leather collar remained.
1: Yeah, that's true. No which, tissue things, which I think but it's weird that the leather. Yeah, I figured that the leather collar, co- yeah, the collar lasted longer than like, if the something, bear, if something, everything yeah, else. Yeah, no, if
0: something was going to eat it, it's flesh, they would have also nibbled up the collar, but it seemed fairly intact if worn. The fact that the bear's skeleton was just lying on its side as if it was kind of asleep or whatever, you know, it wasn't picked off by scavengers or anything like what would typically happen with something that just died because you'd see, like, things getting kicked around. It's like, yeah, scavengers came and, like, took off, like, bits that could carry, like, yeah. bits of leg or whatever. No, it's, it's just a bear chilling, a bear skeleton just hanging out. In Tunisia. In Tunisia.
1: <sighs> it's okay because Charlotte found it.
0: Why is she wearing shorts to a dig? Anyway.
1: Because she's an anthropologist.
0: but There's so much surface area of skin to get, like, skinned if you slip. (laughs) Just, anyway. Back on the island, because, you know, we gotta show her in flashback before we show her and properly introduce her as a character. Charlotte is upside down, hanging in a tree, hanging from her parachute over a cliff. At least there's water below.
1: Yeah, I th- I th- it was actually a pretty good transition, I thought.
0: Yep. She uh she rips free of a parachute, doing the eject or whatever, lands in the water. She seems pretty glad she's alive, but her joy is short-lived as Locke and his crew come up to the riverbank. Uh, hi,
1: and then hi yourself.
0: Yes. Back in the jungle, Juliet tells Jack, you know, we were worried when you didn't come back from the cockpit, so we went and tracked you. Said asks for the new people's names, and Dan introduces them. Oh, I'm Daniel Faraday, and this is Miles. Don't you give him my last name. Which is sensible Miles. He may be the only sensible person in this entire show. Miles? So far, kind of. Wow, okay. Wait, who would you put up above that? Rose?
1: Uh, Sensible. Yeah, Rose. Rose may more than Bernard. But...
0: In turn, like, I, in, what I what I mean by that is, like, I agree with Miles on the do not give any unnecessary information, yeah. do not trust these people, uh, constant j- vigilance. <sighs> Everything Miles has done so far, aside from, like, the spooky ghost talking, makes sense to me.
1: That, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Okay. Dan, see, so that's what they do. Dan's like, I guess you could call me a physicist. I just don't like being pigeonholed. It's like well, what about you and miles is like i collect soil samples which is either a shit joke or a uh or he's talking about graveyards i do like the idea that it's a poop joke <laughs> um, see it is prodding the whole like are we dead or alive thing like yeah how are you you guys aren't surprised to see us here but you think we're dead right? And then the Miles is incredibly awesomely sarcastic. He's like, ooh, you're Oceanic 815. There, are you satisfied? And then he keeps walking.
1: Yeah, that was great. This far into the series, this is like, yeah. you
0: haven't heard of me? What? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? This far in the series, that it's nice to have just that check.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if it's shown up through the years, but it's, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, we got it. Move on.
0: Back with Locke's group, Charlotte can't believe that the survivors are alive. She asks, how many of them are there? And they're like, you're asking a lot of questions. She's like, well, why wouldn't I want to know? I want to know everything. I have a million questions. Hurley's like, 48 survived, not counting the tail section, though they're pretty much all dead. Charlotte says, you know, if we just sit tight here, the transponders will go off and somebody will come get them. There are four people, including herself, She's not sure what happened to the helicopters, the pilot was trying to bring it down. She had to jump because chaos. lock has no patience for this and says, get up, you're coming with us. She's like, no, 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 we need to stay put to be found. But her face fades as Locke says, mm, no, we don't need to be found.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, else from the jungle, say notes that Charlotte's thing is moving. Dan and Miles start calling for Charlotte. They're like, she's moving very fast. She's running from something, Jack notes. We have stabby strings a la Psycho playing as they race towards her dot. Uh, Miles and Dan are yelling as they get to where she should be. But no, it's Vincent with a transponder on his collar.
1: He's such a good boy.
0: (laughs) Jack looks concerned. and says, lock, Scott, Charlotte. Dan looks even more concerned.
1: Which, at this point, I kind of wonder what they do with... Vincent after this? Because he, he doesn't show up again in this episode, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think so either. Oh, Which... okay,
1: Vincent. No. Glad to know you're alive. Go back to your home.
0: Yeah. Where?
1: Tunisia? <sighs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> so our next our next shot is a plane falling in free form and it almost looks like some bad cg but no it's one of those toys dropped to the bottom of a fish tank it's looking a little cloudy the camera pans out this is the caribbean dreams island travel and tours in as the caption pops up Eleuthera bahamas a man with unkempt hair and a beard watches that sunken toy that's a good beard. i don't recognize this man you should I feel... It's...
1: You have seen him briefly in other episodes. Oh, I know.
0: I've seen him briefly in other episodes as we learn his name. I have... The other time I've seen him was season six. Yes.
1: Is this... Does he fall in your... He falls
0: into my 50-something white guy. <laughs>
1: white guy blindness? Yes. Okay. Man, I'm going to be yes, worried about does. myself in the future.
0: Please don't turn into Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. Otherwise, I will lose you in a crowd forever. <laughs> um, oh, no. Anyway... A man with unkempt hair and beard, he's, he watches Sunken Toy, and then he kind of, I guess actually he's looking at the TV, because the news is still talking about Oceanic Flight 815 being found, they're like, we have confirmation, Seth Norris was the pilot. I don't remember him having a bullshit mustache, because it I shows don't... his pilot photo. Yeah, I don't think
1: he did, maybe maybe he had the smarts to get that shit shaved off before he actually flew the plane.
0: Super, I mean, what, I mean, smarts might be like...
1: It looked, There was an awful mustache. It, it was a
0: bullshit mustache. And the, anyway, they're showing his pilot photo superimposed over an ROV photo or, of like... I have an idea. They're Stay saying... Re- oh, no. Continue on. Okay, and when they're saying recovery, the bodies would be next to impossible as we see a a pretty mummified body in the water pilot suit. Like, the flesh is like swollen and all that.
1: Maybe they <sighs> put the...
0: And I'm trying to think of a guy who is in all of the Abrams... I forget the actor's name, but it does not look... Not like him, yeah. It just looks like a corpse.
1: Yeah, it's not Um, even a good-looking corpse.
0: Well, I mean, it has been... Underwater underwater for, like, two, 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 three months. months.
1: Yeah, we don't know the exact timeline of this. We know they've been looking... We we know the ship's been looking for two two months. We, timeline-wise, we know that... Well, that that
0: ship was looking for other ships for the last two months. It wasn't necessarily looking for this one.
1: Yeah, but we also know that the season two finale was 65 days mm-hmm. in
0: okay so yeah about two months
1: so we don't know how long but season like, three is
0: it, it looks like the actor's photo but was just like a mustache drawn on him.
1: yeah exactly it was um, bad
0: anyway Kent man watches and then he while he just kind of runs over to his phone and calls the national transportation safety board oceanic hotline
1: which is never screamed like it's, it's along the bottom of the screen so yeah
0: He tells the lady he wants to speak to a supervisor, and she's like, are you a family member of the deceased? I'm like, I'm not a family member, but I got some information on the crash. He's like, you're saying that's Seth Norris. That's not him. This guy married his high school sweetheart at age 19, and there is no ring on that body. I'm telling you, that's not him. The line is switched to the supervisor, and they ask, well, how do you know about Captain Norris? And this unkempt man says, because I was supposed to be flying Oceanic 815 on that day. And I think at this point, because I, I know I have my middle-aged white guy blind spot, uh-huh. I asked you, is that, is that somebody I've seen before, that random guy, Lapidus? Or I think you mentioned Lapidus. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, the guy from season six, and he's unconvincingly backpedaled. Because like, I was like, well, what if it is Norris, but he's escaped and he's hanging on the Bahamas? I was like, yeah. And you were like, yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's totally Norris. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, what if it is Norris? What if what if Lapidus goes to the island and then goes no. back in time to become no. Norris to fly himself there cause he no. has to. No,
0: no, no, Ron is Dumbledore theories here. Have you heard that one?
1: I've heard that though. It's dumb. It's so dumb. It's very dumb.
0: Which is why I'm gonna say that uh, Norris is not Lapidus. So. I mean, like, they could, but, like, why would they have a conspiracy thing with a minor character and another minor character?
1: Why wouldn't they?
0: <sighs> Fair point. Okay. Um, <laughs> jungle. Cause...
1: You do know that Frank is lasts at least two more seasons on the show.
0: Okay, anyway. Um, I guess these off-island things are used to introduce our new team members, because... This is how you introduce and make sure somebody remembers their character. You show them, you mention their name, you show them again, and, and etc. So, jungle. Labatus is also on this goddamn island, but with a head wound, he's clambering up a cliffside, only to see a bull. Moo. I thought it was a cow, because it moves at him, and then it walks off, and you can tell it's a bull. Um, after a moment... It has a
1: bell. It has a cow bell.
0: And some balls some rocky mountain oysters which
1: that should give you a general idea of where around the island you are nope okay
0: how would that tell me but like i guess mikhail's farm compound
1: yeah probably because i think okay that's the only cow i know of
0: i guess uh after a moment of confusion lapidus keeps wandering he pulls out his transponder but the screen is shattered he fires off a flare He's sending off an SOS thing. He's got a... hopefully it's in the first ten minutes so if somebody else can help take down a monster. <laughs> Reference to Monster Hunter world.
1: You play a lot of Monster Hunter World. I'm surprised uh, there's not more references, honestly.
0: Uh just the tail readers so far. Unless like unless it's a Logombi and not a polar bear.
1: Would that be better or worse?
0: I would appreciate it more, but they'd have to work harder to build that because, like, the bear seems to be derived from Walt Reedman comic book. But if they had a Logami, they'd have to introduce the idea of Monster Hunter and all that.
1: If Walt read the comic book and created the bear, then why would it have a hydro station thing when the hydro when the hydro station? I don't fucking know. Anyway, many many years ago.
0: Okay. Um, unless
1: unless Walt actually made it back to the island in these episodes you haven't seen, and it actually is the one. Lock talked to, and he's just back on the island doing other Walt things.
0: I just have to take a very conspicuously loud sip as a substitute for a very long.
1: It's been two seasons since he disappeared. You never know. Both season and I, yeah, it's one season.
0: Okay, Lapidus by the cow. After his flare, Charlotte recognizes it as someone from her team. So and people were like, hmm, Claire's like, oh, what if he's hurt? And Sora's like, we should check it out. And Locke is like, no, it's probably a trap. And then Ben shoots Charlotte?
1: Yeah, that kind of came from nowhere.
0: Ben gets, er, well, so Ben somehow got a gun and then shot Charlotte with it.
1: Yeah. Earlier, it kind of explains that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so when Ben saw Charlotte first, he eyed her gun menacingly okay. for a bit. He it, eyes a lot of things. He eyes a lot of oh. things, but it was him putting out her gun. Okay. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, it's obviously that she would have a gun, but not... Yeah, everyone else does. So Sora takes Ben down and starts punching him. Jack's team makes it to Frank. He gets up and Miles asks if he's okay. And Frank is like, oh, we got struck by lightning. Charlotte just bailed before he went down. Uh, Also, I just saw a cow? (laughs) Lapidus does. (laughs) Yeah, with that kind of long pause. And everyone's like, oh, no, is he a crazy person? he says oh no who do you think i am i put the chopper down safe and sound just right over there and sure enough there is a chopper with the uh tail number N eight four two m it's probably just what that chopper's numbers are but it's shown its numbers i may as well put it in so i can control f it later (laughs) jack has facial expressions uh, as Sades are a little bit more guarded kate's looks hopeful um, we have a flashback to a very sparse office layout. I mean, it looks like it's just an empty floor office thing with a single desk. hmm And it's two people, a man and a woman. She's like, so this is the team. Uh, the man asks, have you familiarized yourself with their profiles? And she says, it's the wrong team. The man is Abaddon. He was the... Attorney for Oceanic Airlines, we saw on the Hurley, or when Hurley was institutionalized. Yep. The woman he's talking to is Naomi, and he says, You know, you will be protecting them. The photos are Lapidus, Miles, Charlotte, and Dan. She's like, It's a high risk ops procedure, and I don't need to babysit a basket case. Dan, a ghostbuster, Miles, an anthropologist, Charlotte, and a drunk, Lapidus. He's like, okay, but that guy's also a really good pilot. And she's like, well, what are we even doing anyway? Like, there's no, are we looking for survivors? And she's like, and he insists, there were no survivors of Oceanic A-15, but every member of his team was picked for a purpose. You need to get them in and out without anyone getting killed. So the fact that I don't see Miles later has me very, very concerned about this. I mean, I don't see Dan or Charlotte either, but I'm assuming they're going to go off into the sunset on their time traveling, whatever.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think when you see... Okay. The I... only
0: the only one I saw in season six was Lapidus. True. And that's where I was convinced we killed all of our Asians off.
1: You did... I thought, I thought Miles was in one of the weird flash forward, sideways things that episode. Or well, maybe not.
0: I don't think so. I don't,
1: maybe not. Okay.
0: Back on the island, Naomi's body is being carried on a stretcher by Kate and Dan. Saeed is sitting in the helicopter. He says, oh, the mechanical systems are in still are still intact. This will fly. Miles asks for his satellite phone back. Jack says, oh, I'll give it back to you if uh, you say what you're doing here. Miles says, well, give me the phone and I'll tell you. And somehow Miles gets his phone back. Someone named Regina answers when Miles calls. He asks about Minkowski, but Minkowski apparently can't come to the phone. Regina has a British accent. Uh, Lapage says, well... And we have barely have enough fuel to get back to the freighter, so we really shouldn't take Naomi's body. I'll get her on the next trip. And Miles is also like, yeah, that's just me. That's not Naomi anymore. Juliet is patching Lapidus up. He asks what her name is, and she says, I'm Juliet, Juliet Burke. And he's like, oh, you weren't on that plane. She's a native. Miles suddenly gets hostile. He's like, where is he? And he pulls out a pic. And Jack's like, what? And Miles says, we're here for Benjamin Linus. And it is a covert photo of Ben from what appears to be a 90s office. Shock. We switch to Sawyer holding Ben up against a tree. Charlotte is upset but unharmed. It turns out she was wearing a bulletproof vest.
1: Yeah, they're very prepared. They're, they're, They're really prepared for lots of guns.
0: Yeah, which, which kind of makes you wonder, like, how dangerous has Ben? I think that's what we're trying to get from this, because they seem, like, very armed for this mission. hmm Sawyer asks, well, you want me to do it? But John says, oh, no, I got to clean up my own mess. Ben's daughter, I don't know if they're actually related or not, the person identified as Ben's daughter is very unhappy with the situation where her sort of father might be killed. Ben says, I've got answers. Locke's like, hey... What what is it about the black smoke? What is the monster? Ben says he doesn't know. But Locke gets ready to shoot. He says her name is Charlotte Lewis.
1: The black smoke's name is Charlotte Lewis.
0: Charlotte looks at him. Oh, that would be a good twist. But no, Charlotte Staples Lewis. Born. What kind, of, in... what
1: kind of middle name is Staples? I was like, I swear that I was like. What? Um,
0: it could be somebody's surname because I know I plenty so. of people that are like maiden name as middle name.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was weird that it was just Staples. As a middle name, I just never. I, I've heard a lot of weird names, but that—that's just... Eh, no, I
0: like. I know enough people that have like a a, a, a mate a mother's maiden name as their okay. middle name, so that part doesn't faze me as much.
1: Got it. You know, continue lineages,
0: etc. Anyway, so Ben is like Charlotte Staples Lewis, born July second, nineteen seventy nine, in Essex, England. Parents are David and Jeanette. Eldest of three, all girls. Raised in Bromsgrove. Did your undergrad at Kent and you got your Ph.D. in cultural anthropology at Oxford. There were three others on your helicopter. The names are Miles, whatever, Strauss, Daniel Faraday and Frank Lapidus. Ben says, these people are a threat and I know what they're doing here and what they want. Sora's like, what do they want? Ben says, me, James, they want me. Charlotte blinks and kind of puckers her mouth a little bit. Locke wants to know how Ben knows Bensters and says, because I have a man on their boat. And then we get credits.
1: Who is the man on their boat?
0: Well, conservation of characters would be uh, Mikowski or whatever his name is. Makes sense. But uh, that assumes they want to conserve characters. Which they probably do, because every... I don't know.
1: Uh, they do add a lot of new characters every season, it seems.
0: They do add a lot of new characters, but also, like... Why introduce another name that we can't... I mean, I don't
1: know. Okay, season two, they added the tale and people. Season three, they they added the others. Season four, they added everyone this episode is about. Season five, they add, I don't know. Time fucking travel. Time travel and all the characters that involves. And in season six, they add God. I'm just kidding. They probably don't actually add God.
0: You're probably fucking serious and this is like the Matrix or whatever. And actually... I, I know I've seen the Matrix sequels. I legitimately do not remember what happens to That's the Matrix That's fine. Sequels. You don't
1: need to worry about what happens in the Matrix sequels.
0: feel like I should revisit the Matrix sequels at some point.
1: I'm actually wondering if season six actually does that any new characters. I'm sure it does. But we'll come across that when we we'll come across find that.
0: We'll find out. Either that or it's the, swan, it's the swan song and everyone dies or not. And it doesn't matter, because they're all dead. And this is goddamn purgatory, and I fucking hate it. It's a bad place. (laughs) It's probably all right. But, like, enough people have made noises about the final season that I know it's not going to be anything that makes sense. I know it's not going to be any narrative goodness. And part of me is like, maybe it's so bad it's good again. Or maybe it's just bad. Or maybe the fact that I'm watching it in random order means I'll just come across and be like, well, that was terrible. Let's watch the other episodes.
1: Probably we'll be seeing a season six episode soon.
0: We have to, right?
1: The later seasons are shorter and that's all I'm going to say.
0: Because I have watched 23 episodes. Yes. It feels like a majority of them at this point are season one and season three.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're doing a decent spread from what I noticed. We actually have...
0: You have the spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, given the size of the seasons, we're actually doing a seen a surprising large amount of season four, but I'm not going to explain why.
0: Oh, I mean we've already figured, right? If it was around two thousand eight, that's the writer's strike. Yeah. So I feel like this is a season that got clipped short and they maybe had grand narrative plans and then it got pushed aside. I did it, Paul. I'll have to tell you. I figured out when the writer's strike was. Episodes haven't gotten stupid yet, though. Or maybe they have, and I just can't tell.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's 120-ish episodes total. I've, so. I've only
0: seen three season four episodes, as far as I can tell. One, is, well, one two, and Jughead.
1: This was four. Jughead was in season, Jughead season five. Oh, We've seen four season four episodes, including what this one. What are
0: the other two that I've seen this season? Because um, some,
1: something nice back home. Oh. The beginning, the beginning of the end, confirmed dead, and then the other woman, which was the um,
0: oh, where they put on their gas masks. And the Julie the episode, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We've only seen two from season five, and we've only seen one from season six. Okay, so those are the ones that five for season three, six for season two, and for season one
0: really so. more season two than season one no.
1: yeah hmm. well it, it, technically but that's counting that um oh, the, f- the, the, the the two partners two episodes so we're actually relatively well
0: except for season six Except for season six, five and six which i still only have like one each of mm-hmm. so
1: yeah which we'll get to them eventually but yeah um anything else you want to add on to
0: this i can't think of anything i mean the only thing is like who's the man on their boat and like is there actually a man on their boat
1: yeah, because you you've met Dan and Charlotte and Miles and Frank at various points in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're completely unknown boxes to you. So Yeah. All right. Well, if that's it, I guess do the outros and we'll get some food.
0: Yeah. Um, social medias. You can find us on Facebook at com slash Lost at Random where that's we it. post new episodes as we post them. Uh, We're hosted on Anchor, but I I recognize that's not necessarily everyone's podcasting app of choice. Luckily, it's pushed out via RSS to other things. Like if if you're a Pocket Cast kind of person or Stitcher, you can find us there. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Delmari, D A U M A R I, where I periodically talk about my thoughts on hashtag lost at random. still does not do public social medias. Nope. Um, And yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Or don't. I will keep rambling into the ether. <laughs> anyway,
1: thanks for listening, guys. Bye.
0: Bye.